0: Welcome to the Free Oakley podcast. This is your host, Billy Johnson. All right, people. It's Wednesday night, November 29th, and I'm finally ready to talk about the Jets. The Aaron Rodgers injury just absolutely crushed me. Devastated. You know, I I actually kind of went dark for a bit on, on Free Oakley episodes the last one i recorded you know i recorded one last week with Murph. we talked about the islanders but that was the first one i had recorded since the end of august when i did a podcast on aaron rodgers and the upcoming season and how like a fool i was actually excited about that and it, the monday night football game first game of the season four plays in the whole thing comes comes crashing down and to be honest i i you know i i, I took kind of a break cuz it was i couldn't get i really couldn't process it and it was Really it was just one of the most crushing things, I think, in my sports lifetime was this whole Rogers thing. You know, I thought I had a good relationship with sports, or I thought I had at least grown as into my adulthood. I thought I had developed a finally a healthy relationship with sports, which, which was clearly not the case when when Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. My dad was up here from South Carolina. You know, when it happened, I was like just visibly like upset. I was getting snippy with with him a snippy with Laura, you know, just being, uh, you know, it, it just, it, I, I'm still having a hard time kind of dealing with, with, with what happened. And it really, and it was, it was, it was the everything around it. It was the whole lead up, which makes this thing just so much worse and, and so much more painful. You know, you think about like the rumors of, of Rogers coming to the jets. We, we were all, All of us Jets fans were in kind of Zach Wilson. We're doing our second year in Zach Wilson prison. And, you know, there's rumors, there's whispers of Rodgers becoming available. And you're like, yeah, okay, that's probably just rumors. Then it it starts to get a little bit of legs. Then Rodgers goes on McAfee, announces that he wants to play for the Jets. And you're like, oh my God, is this thing really going to happen? Then he signs with the Jets. Jets get on hard knocks. Jets sign Dalvin Cook. The whole crescendo hits and peaks when rogers is monday night football first week of the season it's 9 11 rogers comes flying out onto the field with the american flag It's like oh my god i can't believe this is actually actually happening and then boom four plays in out you know out with the with the torn achilles the rogers thing it took on like a, like a whole different life you know i think when, when it happened i you know, I, I bought a bunch of jets gear. Uh, the Jets introduced them some throwback uniforms this year, which are awesome. You know, throwback to the to the '80s Kenny o, Kenny O'Brien Jets. I got um I got some of the T shirts. I got a you know sweatshirt. I was getting stopped on the street in my neighborhood in the city. Like, oh my God, where'd you get those those that shirt? It's amazing. Um, I, I was out I was out in front of the apartment. Some guy was walking his dog. He also had a Jets shirt on. I had a Jets T shirt on. He just looked at me and he was like, finally, finally, we don't have to be embarrassed to be Jets fans. You know, there was, it was a sense of, wow, that this thing might actually turn itself around since, since that AFC championship game in, in 2010, it, it's, it's been a complete disaster these, these last 13 years. And, you know, me, me and the, me and the guy on the street, you know, just, a, just, a, just, a an acknowledgement I'm like, yeah, you know, that we're, we're finally turning this thing around. And then all of a sudden, boom, just like that, blows up, it's done. And this season I think has been the worst season I've ever experienced as, as a Jets fan. You know, I I said on that last Jets-related podcast, I thought that the two darkest moments in my Jets history, um, you know, personally as a fan, were the Vinny torn Achilles in week one of, of 1999 that derailed the – Parcells year three where they just come off the the AFC championship game in 1998 against the Broncos and lost, you know, they come into next year as heavy favorites and Vinny tears his Achilles. So that was my darkest moment as a Jets fan. And then two was just the general, what happened with with having to to draft Zach Wilson and missing out on, on Trevor Lawrence. So it was the Vinny thing and the Trevor Lawrence thing both resurrected immediately with the rogers injury because it was a torn achilles you know shades of any and then zach is thrust back in just when we thought we were <laughs> we were out of this prison and, and, and it's just it's just been awful it's just been an awful awful season and it, it's just turned into a complete circus again and it's a com- it's a complete embarrassing joke i was hoping for just a and i wasn't even like on the oh my god jets are gonna win the super bowl platform go back to my last podcast i said i just wanted a competitive fun team someone to root for somewhere to like like the guys on the team and see some competitive football and be like hey this is fun but now now we're actually angling for for a top five pick so it's gone completely sideways you know if you think about it we had the third overall pick that we used on a quarterback in 2018 and we had the second overall pick, which we used on a quarterback in 2021. And we have Aaron Rodgers. But now I'm watching Tim Boyle play quarterback for the Jets. So that's where we are at this point. Like, it's just so miserable. So so Tim Boyle is, is now. And I've talked about how, how bad the quarterback situation has been over the last 13 years. Tim Boyle. I don't even know how this guy is in the NFL. Usually they have some the guys in the league have some sort of pedigree. Have you seen has anyone seen Tim Boyle's college stats? He's been in the NFL for a couple of years and he's he's bouncing around. Lions, Packers, now he's on the Jets. Have you actually seen his his college stats in, in terms of um before he even got into the league? He played 19 games over three years at Yukon, which is an awful football program. He made 10 starts in three years, one touchdown. 13 interceptions at UConn. After that, he does one year at Eastern Kentucky, which is the one double A league, one double A. In a one double A league, he had 11 touchdowns against 13 interceptions. This guy couldn't cut it at UConn. And now he's somehow in the NFL. And after everything the Jets have, have spent related to the quarterback position, now we're watching Tim Boyle play quarterback for the second week in a row. It's been just it's been just a complete disaster, and this has, so there's only four, three other teams now that have less less wins than the Jets, the Panthers, Cardinals, and the Patriots. Chicago won on Monday night, so they actually have four wins. Also, Jets are four and seven. So, this has completely exposed Sala, the coach, the head coach. Uh, It's completely exposed Douglas. It's completely exposed Hackett, the offensive coordinator. There are some major, major warts with Salah and and Hackett to the point where you look at next season and all these guys are going to keep their jobs because this was the team that got Aaron Rodgers into the building and to put on a Jets uniform. It was Robert Salah. It was Joe Douglas. It's Woody Johnson. And they had to hire Hackett to get Rogers to come over here. So now no doubt they're going to run this back next year, but there's so many warts now with, with Salah and Hackett. It's hard to imagine now a 40 year old Rogers next year. Who's coming off a a ruptured Achilles coming in and being the guy that's going to fix this, this total mess. Like it's one thing where he gets hurt. And, and the season goes sideways, but it's been a complete circus. Let Let's go through this season, okay? Because this is where, if if you go through the games, and and I'll run through this. This is where I, I'm walking away now, being like Salah is absolutely awful. He's the guy that I've got the biggest problem with in in this whole thing, and and it's Robert Salah, and I'm not confident at all with this guy being involved in next year so I, I don't see how rogers comes in and then all of a sudden just just because he's on the field that that all this gets cleaned up and all this now becomes a productive winning organization so let, let's quickly run through the season you have the monday night game in buffalo that's where rogers gets hurt right that's Allen plays terrible jets Somehow keep it close and go to OT, and you have the Gibson OT return. Wow, miracle, awesome. Still pretty bittersweet because Rodgers gets hurt. Week two in Dallas. We knew that was going to be tough. Keeps it, they keep it close at halftime. It's actually like 18-10 at the half, and then they wind up getting blown out in the second half. Week three, New England. This is red flag number one. They lose to new England at home, which is absolutely horrible loss. You're one and one and you've got new England at home. Who's just kicked their ass for the last 10 years. And they lose at home. New England is two and nine, by the way, they're one of the worst teams in football. So they lose like a, a pretty big early season game at home to new England. Week four is the Sunday night game against Kansas city Sunday night. Zach actually looks somewhat competent in in this game, and he actually throws the ball. That he throws a couple touchdowns. They um, they but they want him not being able to to beat Kansas City. You know Mahomes basically closes closes them out. There's a bad call against Sauce, and you know they they wind up losing this game. So they're one and three. They go to Denver, win that game. Okay, Den- Denver's Denver was a mess early on. They've turned it around. They've they figured it out. But that was a, a three-point game with one minute left, and Wilson threw a, a, an awful, awful pick, like in the red zone. Um, but but Russell Wilson fumbles on that last drive. Jets return it for a touchdown, so Jets Jets beat Denver, so they're two and three. Then by some absolute miracle, they beat Philly. Philly's only loss of the season. Philly's ten and one. They lost to the Jets. Hertz was absolutely miserable. Throws a terrible pick um, towards the end of the game. Jets. Um, Jets were Philly was up two points at the two minute warning and hurts threw a pick and the Jets and the Jets returned it to like the five yard line Hall runs it in Jets Jets beat Philly They're they're three and three heading into the bye in the post game of the Philly game is when Salah says they've embarrassed all the best quarterbacks in the league so that was really stupid and that was really annoying at the time because you're like Salah like you've proved nothing like you don't have Rodgers. You've proved nothing. You've hung around at three and three. Let's 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 focus on the Jets. It's not make these statements how you're embarrassing guys like Mahomes and Hurts. And so anyway, they come out of the bye. They beat the Giants, but this is red flag number two because this is the, the Giants team and the Giants game where they were going with Tyrod Taylor. He gets hurt, and Devito comes in where he's basically not even allowed to throw a pass. Jets need an absolute last-second miracle to tie the Giants, set in overtime, and then they win in OT. Jets have nine penalties in this game. So let's think about this. You're 3-3. and You go into the bye. You don't have Rodgers. You can actually still salvage a season here. You come out of the bye and look very sloppy, nine penalties, and the absolute miracle to beat a Giants team where DeVito didn't throw a pass basically like the whole second half. So that's another red flag. Chargers game after that. Jets are four and three at this point, by the way. Chargers game. This is where I, this is probably the game that that annoyed me the most. You're four and three. You're home. It's Monday Night Football. The opening drive, they hold the Chargers to a three and out. Jets then go three and out, give up a punt return for a touchdown. So now they're down early on a, on a special teams p- touchdown. Next possession. Garrett Wilson fumble. They were already in Chargers territory. Garrett Wilson fumbles. Possession after that, Zach Wilson fumbles. Within the first quarter, they've given up a punt return for a touchdown and fumbled twice in Chargers territory. Chargers get a touchdown off of the the Zach Wilson fumble, and it's 14-0. Again, Salah does not have these guys ready to play. He does not have these guys motivated. This is a home game on Monday Night Football when you're four and three, and they come out and get blown out twenty-seven to six. Eight penalties in that game. Okay, so now you're four and four. They follow that up with Sunday Night Football against the Raiders, where the offense was absolutely horrific. Eight penalties again. All these absolute killer penalties. You had the Uzama hold on the on the Hall touchdown. You had a number a number of other awful games. This game was a total slog. Jets can't score a touchdown. They get into the red zone once and it's they lose 16 to 12. Zach throws a backbreaking pick in the second half. Now and, and it's getting worse and worse. Buffalo, they're completely uncompetitive in a 32 to six loss. And then last week in Miami in the Black Friday game, it's a 34 to 13 loss. This is Boyle start. And this was not, not even close from the get-go. And this is the infamous, you know, another play in Jets history that'll go down in infamy, the fail Mary or the hell Mary or whatever you want to call it. This is in the line of the, the butt fumble, the fake spike. This is one of those where, you know, you throw a hail Mary and have it returned for a touchdown. That That's how, that's how bad it's gotten. And there's penalties. These guys don't seem motivated. Um, it, to me, it feels like these guys are are starting to, starting to quit here. So now you're four and seven. Let's let's break down a couple things with with Sala and, and Hackett, um, the offensive coordinator. Cause so I, so I think there's some some really interesting numbers here that um tell tell a pretty alarming story. I mean the Hackett thing, the offense is is one of the worst in in history of the NFL right now. They're thirty first in in yards per game. 32 teams there's 32 in total yards 28 28th overall in rushing yards per game 31st in the league in rushing attempts this is what blows my mind because they're 12th in passing attempts and they're 31st in the league in passing yards per game so they're 31st in passing yards 28th in rushing yards but they've got like the second least attempts in the league if your court, if you don't have Rodgers, he he goes down. You got to at least try to 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 lean on the run game. You know they have Brees Hall, who's shown he can be a uh, you know an elite back in the league, and they're just really not giving him the ball. 12th in the league in, in passing attempts for for Zach and and Tim Boyle. Uh, last in total touchdowns. They are last in third down percentage and third downs made, and they've can committed the six most turnovers in league. So this is your, this is your quarterback. I'm sorry. This is your offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. Like he was supposed to be, you know, I mean, all signs point to him being, being a a complete, a complete joke. Um, This year has been terrible. He got booted after not even making it a full season in Denver and if you look at Russell Wilson's says everyone thought he was cooked last year after he was in, in Denver, but he's actually having a, a, a decent year or he's putting up Russell Wilson like numbers in his first year in Denver without Hackett. So Russell Wilson put up similar numbers. He put up to in his last year in Seattle. So the anomaly is his year with Hackett. Now let's look at Salah Salah now 15 and 30 as a head coach this year. 15th in total penalties, 10th in total flags 14th in pre-snap penalties. So definitely not running a tight ship here. Most roughing the passer penalties in the league tied with a couple other teams at five. Most unnecessary roughness penalties at seven. And overall penalties are a 20% spike versus last year. So not exactly the guy who is cleaning this whole thing up and making up for the fact that that the Hall of Fame quarterback went down. These two guys are absolutely running the Jets like a complete circus. Now, the thing that it kind of came to mind for me was they they were banging the drum all, all last year about having an elite defense. And then when the Rodgers thing came to fruition and he actually signed, the everyone banged the drum that the Jets were were a potential Super Bowl contender. Or they could at least, you know, make some real noise with this defense and Rodgers and bringing bringing in his guys. And we've 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 seen how his guys have have translated. Lazard was a healthy scratch last week. Cobb has like three catches this year. Billy Turner was a the guy they brought in from Green Bay's He's an absolute turnstile. And Hackett, who's who's been a complete disaster. He advocated. Rodgers advocated for Cook, who, who I loved at the time. I, I don't know what happened there. Uh, I think Brees was way ahead of schedule, so he looked better early and, and got a bulk of the carries. But Cook, they don't go to at all. I mean, if you put Cook somewhere else, is is he productive? Maybe, but he's clearly not productive here. So that that hasn't worked out. So anyway, so the the Jets bang the drum about how how elite they are and how good they're going to be. Now, the two things that came to mind were you know going back to those 1999 Jets. Where Vinny gets hurt in the in the first in the first quarter. Uh, the Jets won this is Parcell's last year as head coach for the Jets. Jets were one and six, right? They had a really hard time figuring out the post-Vinny situation. They went to Rick Meyer, uh, started those first five games, who is a real epic bust at number two. And then they turned it over to Ray Lucas, who Actually played well, and the Jets finished eight and eight. But you know, if you think about Ray Lucas, the guy was a Rutgers quarterback, and really more of like a a, a a gimmicky type of guy in the offense the the prior year. And then he comes in and plays quarterback, and, and the Jets rally around Lucas. It's obviously Parcells. They had a lot of veterans. They finished eight and eight, and that that team like fought and stuck together. And Parcells made that adjustment. He made an adjustment. He realized Meyer was terrible. And he was like, all right, I got nothing to lose. Let me go to the kid Ray Lucas after after game five, as opposed to, you know, Jets turning away from Zach Wilson after week 10. Granted, the Jets have Tim Boyle to go to. We've gone through, it, <laughs> through his numbers. The the other comp that, that came to mind too was that the, you know, and these are off just the top of my head. It was the it's a 2008 Patriots. Where they came off the sixteen 0 no season loss of the Giants in the Super Bowl, Brady tears his ACL in Week One versus Kansas City, and they bring in Matt Castle, who, and they and they go eleven and five, even though they still miss the playoff. It it was a weird year. The um, that was Brett Favre's year with the Jets. Pannington goes to the Dolphins. They run the Wildcat. Dolphins actually go eleven and five and win the division. But there's so many good teams in the AFC. Pats go eleven and five and don't make it. But the, but again, you lose your franchise Hall of Fame quarterback, and you rally around the rest of your team, and you know they have a very very good season. Now it's obviously not fair to compare Salah to Parcells and Belichick, and and I'm not trying to do that, but it just shows how far off Salah is. Like he's not doing anything to to bring these guys together or to play competent football. I mean it's it's one thing if they're losing these nail biters, but they just look. Awful, you know, and, and, the, and the, you know, the defense looks good, you know, you know, the defense is entertaining. They're good. They're, they're legit. But my point is, if you're going to bang the drum about being a contender, you, you can't completely fall apart like this. So I put this completely on the coaches. If you look back on Ray Lucas after that eight and eight season, he actually is pretty much out of the league. Vinny comes back the next year in 2000 and starts. Lucas doesn't start another game for the Jets. He winds up starting six games for the Dolphins in 2002 and goes two and four. So after Ray Lucas's magical year, he's pretty much out of the league. And then Castle, he has that good year in New England, bolts for the Chiefs with a big free agency contract. But then he winds up finishing 26 and 40, in his career as a starter, after he left New England, he winds up bouncing around and plays for seven teams total. So it's not like, you know, it's you, you, Parcells and Belichick got this done with, with, you know, Steve Young com, coming off the bench. So again, I'm, I'm not trying to compare Salah to to Parcells and and Belichick, but, you know, if, if you're Salah and you're, and you're going to bang the drum that, 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 and pound the table that you're a championship team and you want to be considered taken seriously, seriously for that. It can't just be the quarterback. You can't completely fall apart. So again, I put this on the head coach, you know, and you know, now Rodgers is talking about a comeback and I, I don't, I don't really see that happening. Um, not, not at this point. And, and I could see if Rogers is, is making all this noise about coming back and he's doing it to try to keep the guys locked in. I mean, it could be a ploy for, you know, everyone knows how bad Zach is, and we're we're gonna lose this team if they think it's gonna be just Zach and Tim Boyle for the rest of the year. So if Rogers is feeding lines out through the media that hey, um, um, you know, I'm trying to come back to keep the guys maybe engaged a bit, I'm fine with that. Or to show these guys how hard he's working. You know, this guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's built a different way. He's won a Super Bowl. He's working his ass off to get to get back onto the field. You know, that's good to show these guys, but you know, it, it's not, it's not working to the point where these guys are actually putting together a winning competent team on, on the field. So I, I don't see Rogers coming back this year, I don't, nor do I think he should play. I mean, like if you're going to do it next year, if you're going to run it back with these guys, do it, you know, do it with a fully healthy Rogers and, and, and let him rehab this thing fully and, and you know, go back to the, Go back to next year. If you're going to run it back with these guys, I think it's a mistake. I, I think Sal has shown us enough now that he's not a competent coach in the league. Hackett's a complete, complete joke. Joe Douglas. I like, you know, he, Zach Wilson is going to be on his tombstone. You know, I love the, I love the draft he had last year with Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, Brees Hall and sauce it was an amazing draft, but you know, he's got Zach on, on his tombstone and it's going to haunt him forever. He also, you know, they really didn't address the line. You came in, you came in this year with Dwayne Brown and, and Becton trying to be your 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 bookend tackles. This is year two of Vera Tucker getting hurt, a little bit of a bad luck there. But Douglas has to do better in terms of building out the line. They're gonna have to focus there, and I think that's where they should go with this potentially top three pick. So we got to look forward to that. I think you build on the line, and you know you're gonna run it back next year with Rodgers. Is that's the that's the best you can hope for, but. I don't have any confidence in this coaching staff, and I don't think Rodgers can walk in the door and fix this whole thing. So I basically need a support group to continue living as a Jets fan. It is just absolutely painful. I appreciate you all listening to me um, rant about it. if you're listening on Spotify, do me a favor and follow. You can follow on Spotify. You'll get updates when I when I drop more podcasts. I do have a Gmail account too podcast at gmail.com. Drop me a line and uh, I'll be trying to do a couple more things before year end. We got, you know, Friar season kicked off. So Russ Wilk will be joining me soon. Uh, I've got a bonus podcast coming with Murph. We talked a little tune. So more to come from Free Oakley. You said all those things I wouldn't have dared As I hung on every word I swear I could have been